I'm Darren Garrahy, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. And before we get on with the show, I just want to say thank you so much to the thousands, literally thousands of people who have sold out the first ever The Last of Your Life live show. There are still a few tickets left for the second date on Wednesday, the 12th of April, 2023, but they are going fast. So don't delay. If you want to go along yourself or you want to get them as a Christmas present for someone you love, they're on sale at boardgoshenergytheatre.ie and ticketmaster.ie. Of course, there'll be fabulous podcast guests and we'll also have amazing live music and plenty of other surprises and I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, on to today's guest. From their first memories of laughter to feeling laughed at to a moment when if they didn't laugh they'd cry. She'd do anything for grub, you know, like you could, it was the only way you could negotiate with her at the end. Um, she became diabetic, late onset diabetes, that's not what got her. The woman never had a sweet tooth until she was told she was diabetic. Oh, then she, she couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't keep going to her with the buns and the whatever else. National treasure Polly McGlynn, famous for her roles in Father Ted, Shameless, and now from December 7th, she's coming to Sky Comedy in Rosie Malloy Gives Up Everything, an addictive new show that also stars Arlen O'Hanlon Reunited She talked to me about Irish people's unique tactic for taking over the world why she almost didn't get her iconic role in Father Ted and why wicked women are her favourite This season of The Laughs of Your Life is once again brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco Pop in for the weekly shop and step out in style with a new wardrobe this autumn winter The Christmas party season is in full swing Let's face it, it's all about the lead up to the big day. And if you're looking for something for your big night out, FNF clothing, available at over 80 Tesco stores, have you covered. I dropped into FNF and Cabra this week and picked up the most gorgeous jumper dress that'll be perfect for those more casual family get togethers over the next few weeks. And I got an LBD because you can't go wrong with one. Work party, house party, the club, you're sorted. They've got loads to choose from. So if you're doing the groceries, have a nose and pick yourself up the perfect look for a busy party season ahead. And now for my chat with Pauline McGlynn. I hope you enjoy. Pauline McGlynn, you it, are extremely welcome. Thank you. It is I. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm delighted to be here. You're very welcome to the Last Year Life podcast. Now, I have to say, I bumped into you probably six months ago mm-hmm. outside the radio centre, very mm-hmm. random, yourself, myself and Fred Cook. Yes, yes. Um, and I have a feeling it was more than that. This is how time flies, certainly at was my it age. Ago? Yes, because I think myself and Fred Cook were going in to do a big fat quiz of the year. Um so it's uh, probably just it, our last year. I'm afraid it was, yeah. Stop. But look, that's that's time though, isn't it? And the older you get, the quicker it passes. Like for instance, I've kind of forgotten that we had a pandemic when we were locked down for two years. <laughs> you know, it's sort of, to me, that was just like being unemployed for a while, except there was nothing to look forward to. Like yeah. we knew there would be no job, but everyone got a, a little look-see into my life and what I do when I'm just not doing anything. I lock myself down in, in the house, do a bit of gardening, talk to the cat, bit of knitting, you know, <laughs> mind my own business, go out once a day to get food in Tesco. That's do you it. know, because it's the local supermarket. That's it. Mad. Yeah. Well, we got a little selfie, the three of us actually in, in the moment. And we were lovely. We were lovely. <laughs> we were lovely then. A year ago, we were lovely. No, maybe we, not so much. Not so much. We were lovely then. And I kind of thought to myself, I wonder what Paul and do the last year life now. So I'm sure, look, we'll put it on the back burner and see what happens. And here we are. I know. And I wouldn't mind. But uh, even though I love laughing, I'm not sure I know anything about laughing and laughter. But well, sure, look, we'll see. These questions are just a segue into 
bits about your life. Yeah. And I will laugh a lot, even though I might be the only one that finds <laughs> anything I guarantee funny. you won't. The lads now are great for the laughter. <laughs> okay, Pauline McGlynn, your first memory of laughter. Right. Um, so this is hard because I'll tell you why. Um, at my age now, at this year, I turned 60. Stop it. Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, not in my head, I have to tell you. But as a result, um, I, you know, I have to recycle my brain cells now because um, there are few enough of them left. So things that um, haven't made a huge big mark on me, they very rarely get remembered, you know, unless, yeah. and it's kind of like almost like a haunting, I suppose. Sometimes, you know, you'll get a memory, that something you haven't thought about in years. Um, and I read somewhere that that's that little bit of your brain dying and it's throwing out the memory so another bit might hang on to it. Oh, no. Stop. I know. Oh, God. We got dark very quickly, didn't we? <laughs> but anyway, on the, you know, the laughter thing, I, I suppose I was lucky enough, I grew up um, in the 60s in Galway, even though my family are all from Sligo and I was born there. But I grew up in Galway and um, we also had kind of a rough and tumble, you know, a house that was full of people, you know, like yeah. students who were going to UCG in Galway, um, who some of whom were related to the family, others who were just friends of friends, you know. And there was also, there was always strays in the house. And because we only had one channel on the television, black and white, and, um, you know, we only listened to the radio sporadically, um, the mischief was what kept us going in the house. But also what came into the house at that stage was a cassette of Brendan Grace uh, doing comedy right. live. And we were all daft about Butler in particular. So um, so I do remember that, that was, those were some of the first laughs ever. And I remember my my parents as well going to see him live in Oran Moore, which is kind of like a satellite town to go away now. Uh, they're nearly joined up. This is progress. Um, <laughs> poor Oran Moore. <laughs> but, um, but they, you know, and then bringing back, you know, little mementos of the evening. And they had seen Brenda Grace live. Oh, my word. And weirdly, many, many years later, Later, they came to the recording of Father Ted in London where Brendan Grace was in the in the yes, show. Yeah. Um, and Ardlo Hanlon's parents were there the same night as well. And they had kind of grown up with, you know, Brendan Grace being, you know, the comedian. There weren't very many comedians at the at the time in Ireland. Yeah. And um, so they came and saw him being really evil in Father's Head. And both sets of parents were terrified. So Stop. terrified they never spoke to him after. The, the show. Yeah, because he was he was a bad. Yeah, he was. You know, yeah. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> wow. No. OK, Pauline, the first time you felt laughed at. Right. Well, I suppose it goes back again to, you know, childhood times where my mother, um, when we were growing up, this is more of the madness, I suppose. Yeah. Um, little semi D McInerney house in Renmore and Galway and up by the army barracks. And um, my mother went uh, to the regional tech as it was at the time, it's GMIT now, to do an art course. So she was there for a few years being a mature student. Now I say mature, it's kind of like me, you know, being 60 this year, M maturing, like my pension <laughs> might be maturing, but I'm not. And indeed, her being a mature student, because she always said, don't grow up. And I think what she read was like, never lose the wonder, you yes, know, and the, crack. and the mischief, you yeah. know, and all that. Yeah. So she went off to do an art course and we all had little jobs in the house and, um, She'd come back and tell us stories or tell me stories about her lectures or whatever, you know, and she'd tell me just enough about them that I could, that I thought I could do little impressions of them, you know. So sometimes 
I'd just do a riff for her, you know, and make her laugh. And one day I made her laugh so much. I don't think I was that funny, but it's just, I had tickled a bone in her. But she laughed so much, she vomited a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her card again. And I thought, and her now that's again. power. <laughs> you know, I liked it. <laughs> oh my God. So fun was so much part of your family then. Yeah. When I look back on it, I think so. And just messing, you know, yeah. and I, I think, and my mom says, you know, that it was inevitable someone were going to show up his really in that, you know, because on both sides of the family there are kind of Creativity. show people, if you like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they just they love a laugh on both sides. And when did you know or feel like you wanted to go into performance? I don't know, you know, like there was there wasn't really anything in Galway when I was growing up. So I was born in 1962. And um so you know, the sixties in Galway, there were there were bits like now we you know, wander around what's uh, notionally called the Latin Quarter. Well, that was a no-go area because it was a a, a port city. So um, basically all of the sailors and the ladies of the night right. all, you know, applied their trade down there. So you got to the end of Shop Street and the rest was absolutely no-go. Really? Um, so, you know, there was, and like there were a few cinemas, in fairness, that's grand, yeah, but there, like there was no theatre, nothing like that. And, um, and I, I suppose, like, maybe part of it was I had a Sligo accent you could cut with a knife because um, when I went to school, of course, both my parents being from Sligo, they were the only voices I'd heard of course, by yeah. the time I got there. So my mother sent me to elocution lessons. Right. Now, these days, they'd probably be called speech and drama lessons, but yes. it wasn't at the time. It was just to try to, you know, soften the accent a bit okay. on me. Um, and at school, there was no, uh, not necessarily a drama, you know, time given to drama. It just all depended on what teacher wanted to do something, you know, like, yeah. so um, at primary school, there was a, a wonderful woman called Colettini, who was actually my elocution teacher as well. And she um, staged two plays. Now, the first one I was in was a nativity right, around Christmas. Right. And I got to be the angel Gabriel. Now, wonderful part. When I tell you that my mother made me, because she was very handy with the sewing machine, she made me. Now, a costume that I... It did all the work. I did not <laughs> need to deliver anything more than to appear in my wings and the lovely, you know, yeah. sort of shift thing that Gorgeous. the angel, angel Gabriel had. And then the following year, Snow White. Oh, stop it. And I swear, there's a picture somewhere of me in, she made an actual copy of Snow White from the animation from a, a Disney Snow White costume. Gorgeous. I even had the hair like Snow White. Oh, stop. a million dollars, you know? <laughs> I did have lines in that one, yeah. And my mother said, yeah, that's the word. The, you know, the critics in the crowd were very pleased with me, <laughs> you know? So, Five so, stars, the Guardian. Yeah, it just went from there. 1979, did me leaving, and I only put one choice on my CAO form. Stop. And it was, yeah, Modern English and History of Art at Trinity. And I'd failed uh, maths in the leaving um, because... And you need uh, to pass it. You did, yeah. but Latin counted as um, maths as, as maths and I got a really good um, stop uh, yeah so you got in mark in, in Latin so I got in to do that yeah oh my word um, <laughs> so and the first thing I did during Freshers Week was I just joined the Drama Society and she looked it was downhill from there so you know and like there was nothing else kind of to do like when I left college it was a huge recession there were no jobs to be yeah. had so yeah. you know the people that I'd been knocking around with for four years in the student Drama Society and players. And players, yeah, we we just set up 
a company and went for it, you know, and... Uh, it's the only way to do it. Yeah, it's signed on, you know, and queued for a rent, rent allowance. I mean, the, the rehearsal times were bonkers because we all had different times yeah. signed on because there was no money being made, you know, out of this. But I guess, you know, for me, it was um, a really good thing because it's kind of like I, I learned through the school of hard knocks, you yeah. know, just um, by failing and, you know, and... Even these days, I, I go with what Mr. Beckett said about, you know, ever tried, ever failed. Never no mind. Try again, fail again, fail better. So yeah. that's that's all I, I try to do, you know, as we go along. Pauline, the moment when if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Can you oh. recall? Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, it's, it's very close to my heart at the moment because my mom died unexpectedly just um, a few weeks ago and uh, when we you know we had a lovely funeral mass for her and everything and there was loads of crying and whatever the music was beautiful um, and then just ourselves we brought her she wanted to be cremated so mm. we brought her from Galway down to a wonderful cremation uh, crematorium I should say in Shannon in Shannon town and um, there were just 10 of us um, there you know just the immediate family so what we did was um, they have a lovely facility where you can just show photos of the person and play whatever music you like you right. know it doesn't have to be you know passed by say a church or whatever and honestly the ones that um, it, it was the laughing at a funeral thing you know which was wonderful <laughs> but the, the ones that really just made us howl or um, like oh, she, she could she'd do anything for grub you know like you could, it was the only way you could um, you know negotiate with her at the end um, it's just you know she loved she became diabetic late onset diabetes that's not what got her um, and the woman never had a sweet tooth until she was told she was diabetic oh then she, she couldn't <laughs> you couldn't you know you couldn't keep going to her with the buns and the whatever else but there's a brilliant um, photo of her in hospital and she's of course like she was all, perished absolutely perished um, and she's there with a the hat on coats the whole lot and you know like hospitals are famously if anything overheated yeah. you know but there she was sitting um, the mask down under her chin you know and the whole lot and um, eating they'd given her a sandwich and some soup and the concentration on her face <laughs> it's um, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen we had loads of pictures like that then. and so they were all flashing open they were all flashing oh, we were God. all there you know listening to uh, a bit of Sharon Shannon and because um, um, when she was younger she used to do a lot of Irish dancing so trad music was was big in her life um, then so a bit of Sharon Shannon doing Bluebird and looking at these pictures of my mother that you know I hope yeah. she doesn't mind but you know <laughs> she knew we had taken them and, and honestly they they made it all just so much easier it's clear um from not only just that story, but from the get-go, you've mentioned her so many times. And so obviously a, a beyond difficult time, I'm sure, for you. And especially as her only daughter. Yeah, and it's like, and I'm the eldest as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it is hard. And there are times, you know, when um, I just think, like I love reading thrillers and the whole lot. And I'm reading a few, I've had a good run of them now in the last few weeks. And I keep thinking, oh, mom is going to... Oh no, oh, she won't. Oh, it's it's kind of unreal, you know, or surreal anyway. Um, but and I mean, to be honest with you, I know I remember greatly with laughter when I'm talking about her and telling stories of her villainy and the whole lot. <laughs> and she was she was again, you know, just full of mischief. And um, but you realised that she could hand it out, but she couldn't really take a slagging. <laughs> oh, bit like myself. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> we miss you, but you Aww. know. <laughs> okay, Pauline McLean, you're. <laughs> No laughing matter moment in life. I think 
as you get older, you realize that, you know, it's so easy to hurt people, isn't it? I remember a friend of mine, now this is just a tiny little example. And um, he um, he's terrible stage fright now, so he, he very rarely does any acting anymore. And um, he walks dogs and everything for a living. You know, has, he's, has a lovely life, Happy you end. know, and whatever else, but he's a brilliant actor. And I do hope that sometime it'll be possible for him to return to us. But I remember once he was saying that a friend of ours um, had a dog who just for some reason took one look at this friend of ours and just went, no, hate you. And I said to him, how can a creature hate someone as bland as you? And I know. You didn't. I did. And like, he's not necessarily a bland person. He's a lovely, quiet, almost shy person. And it's something that haunts me to this day. And I thought, I only said it so that I could go, <laughs> you know, and it was kind of cruel. You know, I don't like when when things are cruel, whether you do it consciously or unconsciously. And I think that, you know, I'm a great believer that there is nothing you cannot make a joke about. Yeah. Um, or there should be no subjects that are off limits. Yeah. But the rule is it has to be funny. And in terms of acting, Pauline, was comedy always at the forefront for you? Or was there a time where you said, no, it wasn't? No, no, not, not at all, actually. Really? No, I think that probably... You know, I think I probably had a great look, um, you know, given the time that, say, I went to college and and on for the, like there was no I couldn't go and train here in Ireland because there was no acting schools, you know, and there's no way I could have afforded or my poor parents have afforded to send me to London if I'd even gotten into a school there, you know, huge fees and whatever else. So I didn't, you know, I just had to learn on the go. And because I, I was never cursed with, you know, the juvenile beauty, you know, that others would. You know, I was always the, I was always handy to be the character actress, if you like, um, and any of the grannies or the mammies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pour Pauline into those uh, parts. But you know, as a result, um, it sometimes did mean I could you know, have more comic roles than maybe the straight, you know, ingenue or yeah. whatever. But could anything have prepared you for the success of Father Ted and your role in that? Um, no, although, to be honest with you, I'd been so long uh, doing the yeah. acting by then, yeah. you know, that it was... And in fact, they didn't want to see me for it um, because, you know, handy as I was as an old one, um, I was actually too young. So they wouldn't see me, they wouldn't see me. And then eventually I just went on tape. And um, it, when they couldn't find a Mrs. Doyle, I went off on my holidays because I just had a big nine months between doing shows in the Abbey and in the Gate and uh, went on a holiday. And just before I went, they went, yeah, well, you're after getting that part. Um, when you come back, like this is before mobile phones and everything, you yeah. know, they said, when you come back, um, give a ring to the office and we'll let you know they'll be on location in County Clare. So I didn't meet anyone until I got off the plane with a little bit of a tan from Barbados. <laughs> and I was in Shannon and the, the lad I was living with uh, at the time, he kept going on the journey to Dublin and I just rang the agents and said, am I supposed to stay here or what? <laughs> am I doing something? you know on location with this this show and, and she said stay where you are she rang me back on the call phone you know the yeah. pay phone and said okay someone's coming to collect you um 
you know, and I I was driven into darkest County Clare and it was like, it, it was madness because, um, you know, the taxi man had no idea where we were going, neither did I. So we'd stop every so often and ask people in, you know, farmhouses or whatever, yeah. do you know where they're making, there's a bit of filming going on? And, you know, people would say, yeah, it's the second turn left down the road, but they didn't tell you that that was 30 miles away. <laughs> so we were turning down every, it took forever to get there, but we found it. Everyone knew exactly where we should be going, except us, yeah. um, you know. But it's madness. Area. The people of Kilvernora really took you all in. Oh, yeah. And Ennistymon, we were based yes. in Ennistymon as well. Yeah, you know, and there's a whole load of locals in some of the episodes, like yeah. um, the footballing episode. <laughs> Those are all ladies who came along and yeah. were dressed like Mrs. Doyle and given a little warty thing on their <laughs> face and the whole lot. You know, it's like they, everyone was up for it. You everyone. Know? Yeah. And they have a festival there every year. Well, Ted, Ted Fest. Ted Fest, yeah, which I've never been to and I must never go because I think they might <laughs> kill me with kindness and I'd be back in a body bag. Out of that. You know, I just know it. I just know it. Okay, Paulie McGlynn, the, the person that you always laugh with. Oh, right. Well, it's it's the wicked thing. If, if someone's wicked, then um, I'm going to love being with them. And funnily enough, um, I, I suppose the ones that make me laugh most are wicked women, uh, actually. You know, I mean, there's Fiona Looney, journalist and playwright extraordinaire. Yes. Very, very wicked. Um, <laughs> and she, like, I'm always in trouble when I'm hanging around with her <laughs> because, you know, we really just egg one another on to do more and more stupid things, <laughs> you know. And she's also just whip smart yeah. and the whole lot. And I, I kind of, I wouldn't mind being her when I grow up. Um, <laughs> and also D.O. Kane, you know, yeah. is a, v- a wicked person. And she, uh, she at the moment is doing a show called Demented. And that's, I think she's, the very word Demented. Is, yes. Um, I just think, yeah, that about sums up my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, and it's, the Irish women in particular, I think are really funny and give the lie to the thing of, oh, women can't be funny. I Absolutely. Think Look at Joanne McNally. For oh God's my God. Sake. You know, it's like, just, Unbelievable. you know, yeah, you know, so, uh, so yeah, if there's wickedness abroad, then uh, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, thank <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in the time where you had the last laugh, can you recall? Do you, do you know, I, I, again, it's back to the, um, uh, having to recycle my, my brain cells all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I very rarely bear a grudge because um, you just have to move onwards, don't you? Yes. And I also try to explain this once upon a time uh, to people that um, I, I think I might be too shallow to be um, really after revenge of any sort. <laughs> I put it to you this way. I once did a bit of uh, filming in Devon um, and I, I was over and back. It was actually after my father had died and um, uh, I, I had to be over and back, you know, for the, to Devon and back to the west of Ireland and, you know, when it, yeah. when it was all going on. And um, so I arrived very late one night into Devon um, and was put into this lovely little hotel. I was doing a show called Jam in Jerusalem at the time with goddesses. Um, Jennifer Saunders wrote it. Wow. You know, um, Joanna Lumley was in it. Dawn French. Uh, please, Maggie Steed. You know, you'd look around <laughs> and go, hi, hi, Dawn. Hi, hi. Hi, Joanne. Uh, you know, like, hi, Jen. Uh, in the mornings, you know, and then like, 
am I really living this or have I finally gone over the edge into a complete <laughs> fantasy world? So I arrived very late anyway into this um, very old um, coaching house sort of hotel thing. And they told me afterwards, I climbed into bed and uh, slept like a log. And the following morning they said, yeah, no one else would sleep in that room. It's haunted. It is the, famously the most haunted place in so. Devon. And I said, and I am that shallow that the ghosts didn't even bother with <laughs> You know, okay, Pauline, if laughter wasn't the best medicine for you, mm. what would be? Oh, right, right. Um, I, I got invited to Darrow Breed's wedding. He married, um, uh, just this is a tangent again, but he, <laughs> he married a surgeon, and um, and his wedding invitation said, Come along and see if laughter truly is the best medicine because of course she was representing medicine he was representing like laughter that. yeah <laughs> for myself um, oh look you know i i am a woman of very simple pleasures Are you? you know i like a bit of knitting i love a good walk i um and i love the bit of gardening now i say gardening loosely what it is is me versus the weeds <laughs> out there mm. <laughs> And I can have great chats with myself out there, you see, and sort things out and give myself a hard time, you know, because and, and also I'm the only one who knows the right answers. So um, I have a chat with myself. We figure things out. And in the meantime, I'll do a bit of weeding. OK, Pauline, the one thing about Ireland that makes you laugh. I think we have a great propensity to make fun of ourselves Um and we tell great stories. So, you know, I think that's why we have so many brilliant comedians, yeah. you know, because we're a nation of storytellers. And um, and that's how we kind of make sense of everything as well, I think. We'd never let someone get too far ahead of no. themselves. Just saving themselves from themselves, really, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? It's just a civic duty. <laughs> but like even things like nicknames or whatever you know yeah. like we just just to puncture the <laughs> ego um because you know we all have an ego um but like when you see somebody going rampant with theirs you go oh no 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 pet yeah. that won't do <laughs> uh, that's where we irish step in and go no you know it's um, uh, so i love that about the irish yes. i really do you know and also you can bring us anywhere really i mean we have gently colonized the whole planet by just turning up we didn't need to be invading places or anything all we do is we turn up and say how are you lads right we're here um what do we do now (laughs) job done we rule the world you know yeah Yeah. it's amazing okay pauline are you ready for your quick fire round right pauline what the actor that always makes you laugh Will Ferrell um, and in fact actually it's I'm no great fan of Christmas you know I don't know what the fuss is about and I hate New Year even more because yeah. there's always someone who's not there at the party who yeah. didn't make it you know um, but Will, when Christmas comes you get to see Elf um, oh my <laughs> word hello um, it's one of the greatest movies ever let alone uh, a great Christmas movie so yeah Pure so joy. Will Ferrell and he turns up being wicked in a whole load of places doesn't he <laughs> I mean you know when you see in Wedding Crashers when he's actually he's taking it up a level he's a funeral crasher he's scoring women at funerals it's just I just think yep and there's only one person who could carry that off it's Will Ferrell his character in that oh, I actually kind of forgot about it yeah living with you know. the mother oh look me love <laughs> just <laughs> he's brilliant you know and he's he's just kind of 
He's just naturally funny, isn't Amazing. he? He has funny bones. Funny I think. bones. And you know, there there is that huge thing about that. You know, you can be taught to do many, many things. And you know, I take on board that maybe a load of comedy stuff is timing. Certainly, maybe so. I'm not trained, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but some people are just genuinely, you don't need to teach them anything as they just are naturally funny and easy. Well, I think it's them. safe to say, Pauline, you could give the course. So <laughs> I don't think so. I'd, I'd get them into trouble while on the course. I'd say there's only one way of learning. Let's go out on the streets and see what happens. <laughs> okay, Pauline, the actress that always makes you laugh. Oh, you know, I've, I've a few favorites. I, uh, favorites. I love Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Absolutely love her, and I love Sandra Bullock. Yes, and of course you can have both of them together, as we know, because they did a cop movie, didn't they? What they did. They? Yeah. The movie that makes you laugh out loud, Pauline. Oh, now that is a hard one. I'll tell you a movie that I'm enormously fond of. Um, like number one, Spinal Tap will always make me laugh out loud. There's just that goes without saying. But I love Tootsie. Dustin Hoffman. Never, never seen it. Oh my word. Ah, you need to get that together. I mean, <laughs> I suppose, and it comes of a time when, you know, there were great movies like The Goodbye Girl and everything, which has some of the funniest things about acting in it in, in the whole world. Richard Dreyfus is in it, and it's just based on a Neil Simon play. It's just wonderful. The comedian that always makes you laugh, Pauline. Oh, uh, the Irish lads are very high up here. There's obviously Joanne McNally, who I was uh, mentioning earlier. I, I saw one of her first gigs at the Can't Laughs Festival, which indeed my husband set up um, over, whatever, 20 years ago or whatever. And um, they were having tryouts for, or, or not trying to, but they, you know, there were people booked to do yes. their first kind of gigs. And Joanne McNally was one of them. Oh, I just... I couldn't believe how funny she was. And that's a good few years ago. And yeah. now, look, she's just, oh. she's still, she's funnier. Taking over now. the world. Uh, totally. <laughs> I think Dara O'Brien is brilliantly funny and he's so smart. Yeah. And so is Tommy Tiernan because, you know, they, they, you work to keep up with them. Yes. You know, they're not giving you just the easy gags or whatever. You know, you could be having astrological or space-based comedy <laughs> from Tara. <laughs> keep up. And I love Joe Lysett. I just yeah. love him anyway. But at the moment, he is banging it out of the park. Big time. Um, by just... You know, shining a light on injustices, mm. um, um, and particularly during in a way that's so accessible for all of us. Totally, yeah, yeah. totally. He's saying uh, all of the things, yeah. that we want to say, and he's doing all of the things. You know, um, I just think he's he's a genius. You know, it's one of those where you, you realize that comedy really does open up a conversation you know it's um if you can make people laugh you have their attention mm. you can go from there you know and it, not in a sanctimonious way to be saying no. look over here this is bad but just to shine a light as well and to use your powers for good <laughs> in the world which i believe all of the aforementioned are doing <laughs> and finally Pauline mclean your best or worst joke now, I cannot remember a joke to save uh, my life. And I can't tell them either. But I tell you what I do love <laughs> um, is I love um, light bulb jokes. You know, changing of the light bulb. Yeah. And the reason is my very, very favourite of all of them. They're so clever and they're so funny. And you go, ah! You know, it's a, um, so it's got everything. But my favourite is um, how many Irish mammies does it take to change a light bulb? Ah, never mind me. I'll just sit here in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know anything more than that joke to explain Perfect. Ireland 
and all of it that's that my favorite perfect oh Polly McGlynn it's been an absolute pleasure you're a busy woman tell us a little bit, little bit about this new show that is coming to Sky which we're very excited about I've seen the trailer love it it well, looks great uh, Sky have a new comedy show yes. coming out called Rosie Malloy Gives Up Everything yes does exactly what it says on the tin right. Rosie Malloy has to give up everything or <laughs> attempt it anyway and Rosie Malloy is Sheridan Smith mm. and I'm her mammy and Ardlo Hanlon is her dad like in what, it can we cope with that Hello. it will melt a lot of people's heads <laughs> what <laughs> Father Dougal grew up and he married Mrs Doyle you know some people just are not gonna it's gonna take them a moment or two to just <laughs> flick the switch and go alright <laughs> they do do other things you know um, it's, uh, but um, it's oh, it's really funny and it's like um, you know we were talking about things that you laugh at that are in, uh, inappropriate yes. almost you know the laughing at a funeral or <laughs> pictures of me dead mammy <laughs> all of those things for me well Rosie Malloy is a bit like that you see all of the meltdown it's not like one of those shows where you start you know after the event right. you know at rehab onwards or okay. anything no, no, you see the no, whole thing, the, the whole full <laughs> meltdown, and it's so funny. It's written by uh, Susan Nixon, who wrote uh, uh, two pints of lager and a pack of crisps, and um, just ah, she's she's got she's got it. Well, that's on my list, my watch list, and Tootsie. Oh yes, is and also the Goodbye Girl, Have and the Goodbye, the Goodbye Girl, girl is on there as very, well. Very very funny, Pauline McLean. Thank you so so much for sharing thank the last of your life. It's great to be out and about. <laughs> for listening to The Last of Your Life with Polly McGlynn. I really hope you enjoyed today's show and if you did, please do like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. And gentle reminder, there are some tickets left for The Last of Your Life live at Borgosh Energy Theatre on Wednesday the 12th of April 2023. You can get tickets at borgoshenergytheatre.ie or ticketmaster.ie. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios and this season of The Last of Your Life is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco.